you a couple verses in John chapter number 4. John chapter number 4, we're going to talk about a woman who had a burden and found a burden bearer. Amen? Amen? If you are here for the very first time, we are so glad that you're here. My goodness gracious, it's such a... Such an honor to be able to worship with you today. And uh, if you're here for the first time and you filled out one of those uh, prayer cards, we want to go ahead and take them up. So if you don't mind, if you'll hold that prayer card up real quick, we're going to collect them and be praying for you. Uh, right here down on the front, uh, we've got some down on the front and in the back, all over the place. Amen. All right. Are y'all glad they're here? Let them know y'all glad they're here. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, John chapter number four, John chapter number four, we're going to begin reading, and, and don't forget, in, in your seats, if you've seen in your seats, we've got some information cards uh, for our children's department, teen department, all of that, if you've got children in some of those departments, we're updating, we've got a new system to keep them logged in and everything, and so if you'll help us out, that will be a great blessing, if you can fill that out, uh, put it in the offering plate here in a few moments, or in at 411, and we'd be glad to take them up. Church, say amen. amen. All right, let's look in, in, in verse number four. I was going to start in verse number one, but let's start in verse number four. Uh, Jesus has heard, uh, the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was seeing more disciples than John was, and, and they were trying to cause a controversy and, and cause a split in between the ministry of John and the ministry of Jesus. So Jesus left town, and he was going to go back uh, to Galilee, and there was three different routes. There was three different routes that he could have took, but the Bible says in verse number 4, and he must needs go through Samaria. Now, you say, why is that important? I'm glad when Jesus could have went another route, he came by my way. When there were so many other people and so many other things and so many other places, he, didn't have, he wasn't obligated to me, but he came to where I was. Amen. He must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Now, the sixth hour is 12 o'clock. In the dead heat of the day, when nobody goes and draws water. Are y'all with me? You're supposed to wait till it's cool or go when it's cool in the, in the morning or in the evening. But you, when you go in the midday, that means you want to go and ain't nobody there. Are y'all with me? You see, this woman had issues. This woman had problems. This woman had, had a past that probably she may have been ashamed of. Maybe nobody wanted to associate with her. So she wanted to go when there was nobody there to talk about her. I need a witness. So here she comes carrying a burden in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day, in the worst part of the time. There cometh the woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, give me the drink. For his disciples were going away into the city to buy meat. Sometimes you got to get the doubters away so you can do some business. Sometimes church people just get in the way. Amen? Uh, because, I'm, I'm, I'm going to move along right there. Uh, you see... you. 9, verse 9, Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asketh drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you only knew. <laughs> oh, if, if you only knew the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me the drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Living water. See, 
This crowd doesn't need a bunch of rules and, and a bunch of dead traditional religion. They need living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast uh, nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou this living water? Art thou greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? What she's saying is, you got something better than what I've already had. <laughs> Y'all got to get this. This world needs to understand that what we have is better than what they've already tasted. Because if what we have is not better than what they got, then why should they want what we have? Mm-hmm. 13, Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh this water shall thirst again. You, you drink a Budweiser, you're going to have to buy another one tomorrow. You shoot up with something today, it'll go away. You'll have to get it again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. He'll be satisfied. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman says unto him, sir, give me this water. She's, she's ready now. She, oh, yeah, let me have some of that stuff. Jesus said unto her, go call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Shortest statement she's made the whole time. He's under conviction now. Jesus said, Thou hast well said, I have no husband, for thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidst thou truth. Father, help us today. There's a lot of folks carrying burdens this morning. God, let them know that you are a burden bearer. Let them know that they can come to, to your feet and lay down that burden, lay down that problem, lay down that issue in their life. God, I pray that your will be done today. Help me, Lord. I, I, I've got so many scattered thoughts in my brain. Help me to organize them and bring them forth according to the, the direction of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I pray that you'll help us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here we have, here we have Jesus on his journey, uh, going to Galilee, and there is a place. There is a place that's in between him and where he's going. There's several routes. There's several routes that he could have took, but according to the Bible, it says he must needs go through Samaria. Uh, it was very imperative for him to go through Samaria. He had a schedule to keep. Do you realize that the Bible says that Jesus always did the will of his Father? Jesus every morning would get up way before the break of day and begin to pray and begin to speak to his father and begin to communicate with his father. And he always followed the directions of his father. And according, uh, according to this story, evidently the father said, I need you to meet somebody. I have got somebody that needs taken care of today. And he is going on his journey, and now he finds himself in Samaria. Now, now to really get a good understanding of this story, you got to find out that the Jews and the Samaritans didn't get along. Uh, they, they, they hated each other, and more specifically, the Jews hated the Samaritans. The Samaritans were a mixed-race group of people who were mixed with Jew and Gentile. 
the Assyrians had mixed with uh, the, uh, the Jews during the, the captivity, and, 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 and we find that this group of people could not prove their genealogy. They could not prove their lineage, so the Jews had rejected them. The Jews didn't even, some of them didn't even believe they had a soul, and some of them even prayed that they wouldn't come up in the resurrection. They hated them. Hated them, hated everything about them. And what made it worse, when the Jews rejected them, they built their own temple on Mount Gerizim. They formed their own religion, and that made it ten times worse. So, the Jews wouldn't spit on the Samaritans if they were on fire, yet Jesus went through Samaria. We find, we find that this woman comes to this well. Jesus sends the disciples away. Did y'all hear what I said a while ago? Sometimes Christians will get in the way of getting somebody some help. Because there are prejudiced Christians. They are. Uh, you see, this woman had some barriers. Number one, she is a woman. She had a gender problem. Because in that day, in that culture, uh, you did, men did not speak to women, but Jesus did. She had a race problem. She was a Samaritan. He was a Jew. Uh, the Jews did not speak to Samaritans, but Jesus did. There was a cultural problem. Uh, listen, uh, are, are y'all getting where I'm going with this? There is a religious problem, but Jesus went past culture. Jesus went past tradition. He went past religion. He went past race. He went past gender. He did not care because there was a soul that he cared about. And we find that Jesus is sitting at the well. In this situation, we find his humanity and we find his deity. In his humanity, he is weary. In his humanity, he is thirsty. In his humanity, he is, listen, he is at a place in his life where he is wore out. But in his deity, he is still seeking sinners. And here comes this woman. And she comes and sits at the well. And this is what happens. He says, ma'am, now listen, I am fairly confident that he is using this situation to be able to start a conversation with this woman because he cares about her soul. Her soul was more important than the drink he was asking for. He was using this as an opportunity to talk to her. And this, by the way, is good advice to us. If we're going to be Christians as winning people, let's start taking advantage of the opportunities that God gives us in everyday places. Jesus invites her. And says, listen, I, 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 could you give me something to drink? Now, this is a little weird. This is a little weird. Number one, uh, you know, you mean to tell me you're, you're, a Jew is going to drink from a defiled cup? You're going to drink after me? I'm a Samaritan. Uh, wh what are you doing? I'm a woman of Samaria. And then she says this. Then she says this. Uh, the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Now, that intrigued me. That one statement there intrigued me. And here's what I want you to write down. If you're taking notes, I want you to see number one, the invitation. I want you to see the invitation that Jesus gives to this woman and Jesus is here for in this woman. What about this invitation I want you to see? Number one, A, it's misrepresented. It's misrepresented. Do you realize God loves mankind? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God is not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. Before Adam sinned, before Eve sinned, before the first man fell, God had already made up his mind to give his son to die on the cross to be the payment for sin. The Bible said he was slain before the foundation of the earth. He loves man. 
He loves every fiber of our being. We are the apple of his eye. And you know what happened? God called out the Jewish people, not because he liked them better than you, not because he liked them better than the Gentiles, but he called them out for a purpose. He chose them to be a light to the rest of the world. So you see, you have the Jewish nation here called out, separated, set apart, and God gave them special things and special favors, not so they could say, look at us, look who we are, look how special we are. No, sir. He did all that for them so that that they could point all of the rest of the world to God and to Jesus. They were supposed to be a light. They were supposed to be a guide. They were supposed to be representatives of God pointing people to Jesus. Now watch. And we have Jesus here talking to her. And she can't believe it. Think about that a minute. The God of this world is speaking to this woman, and she is shocked. Jesus, who loves her, who came for her, who was born to die for her, who has a desire to save her, she is shocked. I can't believe this man's talking to me. Now watch, why is that? Because the ones who were supposed to be representing him, all they showed was hate. The very people who were supposed to be pointing people to Jesus, who were supposed to be pointing everybody else, all the Gentiles, to Jesus, all they showed was hate. All they knew was their religious tradition. All they knew was their rules and regulations. All they knew, are y'all with me? I'm going somewhere. Y'all matter, buckle up because it's going to get rough this morning. I wonder how many people, I wonder how many people in this world today has a wrong perception of Jesus Christ because of the representation he has had from the church. They go to church and they hear hate. They go to church and they hear, listen, things that, and let me say this, let me say this. Uh, I think, I think homosexuality is a sin. No doubt about it. Without a doubt, no question about it. But I believe this. I believe there's been more hate shown in the church than there has compassion and love and a care for that, that person in that sin. We'll have, it, we'll have somebody commit adultery. We'll have somebody commit adultery and everybody band around them. Let's, let's try to repair this life and try, to, and try to help them and do this and all. But then we have somebody struggling with same-sex addiction and nobody said, what do we do now? One preacher gets in the pulpit and says, hey, let's just put all the homosexuals on an island and then they'll, they'll die off. Let's just pray they all die. Now, help me with that. That's on the Internet. You, you, can go, you can go look it up. And I'm being recorded. This will be on the Internet. I don't care how you slice it. That's hate. Period. People... People standing in pulpits calling people whores and, and, and all kind of derogatory language. I can't find nowhere where Jesus said that to her. A woman was caught in the very act of adultery, thrown at his feet. Thank God they didn't throw at a Baptist pastor's feet. You know what he said? Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. 
Now, before any of y'all leave out here and think I'm getting liberal and I don't preach against sin, I'm getting to that. But he didn't start there. He offered hope. He offered the gift of God. He see, look what look can you now watch this. Watch this. Has anybody got imagination? I got imagination. Anybody got one like mine? He is standing here and he's fixing to offer her a gift. And he sees she's shocked. That the Prince of Life, the Prince of Peace is even talking to her because they have so the people that are supposed to have told her about him. All she's got from him is hate. And, 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 and this is what she said. This is what Jesus said. Well, if you just knew the gift of God. If you understood Jesus didn't. Listen, hey, God, God he, he, he sees your sin. He loves you anyhow. And he's got something for you. Do y'all get that? Are y'all reading the same Bible I'm reading? If you just knew the gift of God. If you just knew me. If you just knew me. Guys. When you stand in the pulpit, are they seeing your prejudice and your hatred, or are they seeing him? I mean, it's going. We just got to get real today. The world is going to hell in a handbasket, and this world. There's no doubt. This world knows what we're against. God knows they know what we're against, but they don't have no clue what we're for. Amen. Jesus' initiative, his invitation was misrepresented by the people that should have been pointing him to Jesus. Not only was it misrepresented, it was misunderstood. He said, honey, I, I know what you've seen. I know what, you, I know what you've experienced. I, I know what you think you know about God. But if you just knew the gift of God, and if you knew who it was that was talking to you, you would ask of him and he'd give you living water. Now, how in the world are you going to get that? You don't even have nothing to draw with. You see, this is what happens. When we, when we witness the people in this world, they don't have no clue how we can be happy and, and be broke. They have no idea how we can be in the middle of a hospital room with a devastating answer given to us and sit there and have peace in our heart. They have no idea. They have no idea how everything in the economy can be crumbling, everything in the White House can be crumbling, there can be peace nowhere on earth but peace in our heart. They have no idea how that takes place. He said, I tell you what, you drink of this water, you're going to thirst again. And let me say this, I, I believe I can apply this. You take anything the world has to offer and you got to go back for more. It will n- I'm trying to stay dignified, people. I really am. It will never satisfy. You'll have to keep going back and keep going back and keep going back. And I like how she said it. Man, give me something. I don't have to keep coming back here. I want what you're talking about. I want that living water. I want what you're, oh, man, are we preaching and are we living in such a way that they're coming to us and saying, can I have what you have? want what you have now she's ready you see he's presented the truth he's presented the gift he's presented the hope he's presented what he has to offer and that's the point I'm making guys now that was the invitation now let's write this down I want you to see the confrontation the confrontation 
Now, I know there's going to be people, I'm going to get hate mail. I know it. Ain't no doubt about it. But I don't care. I got hate mail before this one, so they just had to get in line. Amen? They ain't, I, I, y'all been here long enough. Y'all know I preach against sin. I preach against, you know, immodesty. I preach against sin. I preach against the homosexual agenda. I preach against adultery. I, 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 whatever, if it's in the Bible and it's against it, I'm against it. Are y'all with me? So, so, so before we get carried away and say, oh, he's done going crazy. On, no, 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 no. You got to understand. Watch how Jesus did this. He offered hope first. I've been in church my whole life, and many times evangelists come and had me down in the carpet fibers and told me how low down and sorry I was and how wicked I was and how ungodly I was and all that, and then left me there. I mean, I figured out I know I'm bad. Help me to get good. But see, she's ready now. She, 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 she wants what he has. She wants that, that water. She wants that satisfaction. She wants that fulfillment. She wants what he is offering. Now, now it's what, that's what he does. He said, okay, now, now go call your husband. Why is there a confrontation? Why is there a confrontation? You see, you see he, had to, he had to expose something. He had to, he had to deal with something. Look what, look what it says. It says, verse 17, the woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, thou hast well said, I have no husband. For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidst thou truly. What was, what was he confronting? Her sinful condition. You see, before you can taste of the living water, you got to deal with your sin. Now, God is dying to give you living water. God is dying to give you fulfillment. God literally died to have, so you could have all of that stuff. But there's only one thing that's keeping you from having that, and it started the whole problem in the beginning, and that was sin. That was sin. Now, why did, why did Jesus say, go get thy husband? He knew. He knew. He said, I know he knew, because he told her how many she had had. And the one she was with, she was shacking up with. So why did he even ask her that question? Because here's the thing, if we're ever going to get living water, if we're ever going to find fulfillment in life, we're going to have to get real honest. If you will, if you will go to a, a story of, of, of Jacob, there was a time in Jacob's life when he was deceiving his father, and, and he was asked, what is your name? You remember? What is your name? He said, my name's Esau. Remember, he was tricking his daddy, trying to get a blessing. Trying to get a blessing, trying to get the birthright. Y'all with me? I'm going somewhere. Well, later on in his life, you find out again that he's wrestling with the Lord. And all night he's wrestling, trying to deceive, trying to be a deceiver, trying to do his thing, trying to do what he's always been. It wasn't working. It wasn't working. And at the end, God said, okay, what's your name? He said, my name's Jacob. You say, what's significant about that? Because Jacob means surplanter, deceiver, trickster, shyster. What did he have to, what God make him do? Be honest about who he was. And I'm glad when we, we get honest with God, he said, well, son, you're no longer Jacob. Now you're Israel. And Israel means prince with God. You see, God has to confront our sin. Don't get mad when I preach on a sin you're guilty of. 
Bless God, I tell you what, he needs to mind his own business and all that. That is my business. And the best thing to do is just get it right. Because you can't move past, you cannot go any further than where your sin has got you. Y'all with me? You see, Jesus dealt with a sin, but he dealt in the right way. He dealt with love and compassion, not hate and prejudice. You see the difference? He dealt with sin. And that's why these guys on TV, that's why these guys, a lot of them mean well. They mean well, but they're trying to be non-confrontational. You cannot be a Bible preacher and be non-confrontational. You can't. It's impossible. We have to be confronted. Now, I don't like confronting stuff. I don't like confronting people. I don't like confronting when, when, when things are not like they're supposed to be, but, but you can't back away from it. Are y'all with me? In this confrontation, what was he doing? He was confronting her spiritual con- or her sinful condition. But not only that, he was confronting her spiritual confusion. It's funny. She did like most of us do. When God goes to confronting us about sin, we'll change the subject. He said, ma'am, can you, you need to go get your husband and we can, uh, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have no husband. That's right. You've had five and you ain't even with the one you're with. I mean, you ain't even married to the one you're with. And this is what she said. You know what? Our, our father said we're supposed to worship over here. You see how she tries to deflect the attention from her sin? Because, see, it's a whole lot easier to talk about religion than it is to deal with our sin. And, and so now... Now she begins to talk. See, the Jews said you got to go to the temple in Jerusalem to, to be right with God, and you got to go to that temple, and you've got to go through their ceremonial religious uh, uh, formalism. Uh, but then, uh, because of their rejection of us, we just built our own temple over here. We 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 started our own services over here, and and she 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 grew up in in this crowd saying you're supposed to worship over here, and this crowd saying you're supposed to worship over here. She was totally confused about the whole deal. But I'm glad Jesus is not the author of confusion. He said, honey, let me tell you something. You can read it. You can read it. Just go ahead and read it. Uh, Honey, let me tell you something. Uh, 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 The time is coming when you're neither going to worship in this mountain or at Jerusalem. Matter of fact, honey, you don't even know who you're worshiping. We know who we worship because salvation comes from the Jews. And Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying the Savior of the world is going to come from the lineage of the Jews because he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. And then she, he begins to explain to her who God is. Do you realize you'll never lay your burden down? Do you know who God is? And he says, listen, God is a spirit and must be worshipped in spirit and in truth. You say, what does any of that have to do with us? Because some of y'all think you don't go to worship till you get in this building. Let me tell you something. If you have to wait to get in this building to worship, you don't even know the God we're serving. Because the God we're serving is inside of you. You are the temple. You are the temple. Uh, Listen, I worship on Monday. I worship on Tuesday. I worship on Wednesday. I get down on Thursday, and I get with it on Friday. And I'm telling you, I'm glad to know that he walks with me and talks with me, and I have fellowship with him. It's not about a place. It's about a person. It's not about a place. It's about a person. It's not about a place. Don't wait till you get to here to get your worship on. You need to get it on every day of the week. It's not about Mount Gerizim. It's not about Jerusalem. Honey, the time, and by the way, the Bible says God is seeking such to worship him. Mm. You worship him 
by your behavior. Let me say this. Let me say this. You, can, you don't have to be able to sing a lick to worship him. And you can sing like an angel and by your lifestyle not worship him. Mm-hmm. When you're at work and somebody does something derogatory or, or comes against you and you don't, take it, you don't take it in a bad way and you forgive them, guess what? You just worship him. When you are obedient during the week and you're following him and you're being sensitive to him, you're worshiping him. So that just tells me if we're not doing any of that all week long and we think we're going to make up for it for an hour on Sunday, you're spiritually confused. Because, see, Christianity is an everyday thing, not a once a week thing. There's a lot I won't say about that. Number three. What was number one? We see the invitation. Number two, we see the confrontation. If God is confronting you with a sin today, just, just make it right. Because I found out this, he knows what he's talking about. That woman knew he knew what he was talking about. Because when she ran to the city, she said, come see a man told me everything I ever did. So if God is speaking to you, he's right. How many of y'all, and don't lie in the house of God. Don't lie. Don't lie. There, there, there are more than two or three gathered, and if there's more than two or three gathered, he's here. How, how many of y'all have ever been confronted with your sin by God, and you try to convince him he's wrong? But, Lord, you, you know, you, 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 really? I, I, I can imagine God has done with me in my life. He's given me the look. Y'all know how we do it with our teenagers when they come and they try to make these excuses. And they know, we know they're lying. And they're going to lie anyhow. And we give them the... I think God does that sometimes with us, don't you? He said, you're right. You're right. You ain't got, and it's funny how she said that. I ain't got one. She didn't tell him all. You don't have to. He already knows it. But thank God. He cared more about her potential and her future than he did about her past. Because the time come. The time come. said, well, I tell you what, the Messiah is coming. The Messiah is coming. When he gets here, he's going to tell you. He's going to tell us everything. And you know, what she, you know what he said? That's me. I that speak unto thee am he. I'm he. She believed him. And the, and the next verse is the cool part. We saw the invitation. We saw the confrontation. But I want you to see the liberation. The liberation. It says in this next verse, it says in verse number 20, uh, 28, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? About 11, 30, 12 o'clock, here she is carrying this big burden. Just weighing her down. And because of, because of what's happened in her life, 
because of the failures in her life and, 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 the, and the failed marriages. Because, see, it was, it, it's really not a stigma anymore. But in that day, one divorce was a huge stigma, much less several. If there was anybody in the, in the, in the community that was talked about, it was this one. So because of her past, she's having to carry her burden alone. Because any other time, they would go as groups. Seven or eight women would go together, and they would do it in groups, and they would do it as pals and friends. But here she comes. Have you ever felt like you had to carry your burden alone? Because nobody really understood you. They, all they seen was your past, and all they seen was your failures. Even though they didn't even know what went into them failures and, and what, what contributed to it, all they knew was your failures. They didn't know whether, whether the, the, some of them men beat her or not. They didn't know whether uh, uh, she was, uh, uh, are, are y'all, help me, help me, help me. So here she is carrying this burden alone. And she meets Jesus. And when she was through with Jesus, she leaves and goes to the city. But the Bible says she left her pot there. You say, why'd she leave her pot? Because now she had the well. And because of her liberation, she had to go tell somebody else about it. You know what I found out? When you really get satisfied, you get happy. And when you get happy, you got to tell somebody. Hey, the, the, the biggest witnesses at Temple Baptist Church ain't the people that's been here a long time. Some of y'all been saved and you got used to it. Some of you been saved so long you forgot the hole he dug you out of. But those fresh Christians, those new Christians, those Christians that still remember what the hole smelled like, they still remember what the slime felt like, they still remember, listen, the difficulty, they still remember the pain, they still remember the suffering, they still remember the burden, they still got calluses on their shoulders because of the pot they was carrying. Hey, them people, when Jesus sets that burden free, I'm telling you, they're going to go tell somebody. Thank God he's a burden bearer. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. Let me ask you a question. What are you carrying alone this morning? What are you carrying alone that you've got a misrepresentation of who Jesus is, and you think he's mad at you because of your burdens? Listen, that's, that, that, water pot, that water pot was just symbolic of all the pain and scarring and all of that she carried on the inside. And she had to carry it alone, she thought, because of the misrepresentation of church. You may be new at Temple Baptist Church, and I hope, I hope if you've ever had a bad experience somewhere else, you'll understand that people's mistakes don't represent who the Savior is. He loves you with every fiber of your being. He doesn't care who you are. He doesn't care where you've been. He don't care how long you've been there. It doesn't matter to him. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son. He will lift your burden. Church, say amen. amen. Father, help us this morning. Help us this morning to lift one another's burdens. Lord, there's some folks in here that's carrying one today. They may be, they may be carrying it alone. Lord, don't let them carry it alone. 
I pray if there's someone carrying a burden, as every head's bowed and every eye closed, this is your opportunity right now. Let's, let's bring it to Jesus. Let's, let's bring it to him. Let's, let's come to this altar as the music is playing softly. Let's come to this altar and say, God, I can't carry this anymore. God, I can't carry this anymore. I can't deal with this anymore. Please take this burden. Help me with this problem. Help me with this issue. Help me with this situation. God, I know that you can. I know that you will. You said you promised, Lord, as we would cast our care upon you because you care for us. God, I pray that your will be done. As every head's bowed and every eye closed, who needs to come pray? Who needs to find a place in this altar right now and just, just say, God, take it. Just take it. I promise you he will. He's offering it to you. If you knew the gift of God, that's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Others need to come. Maybe you need to come and pray with one. Maybe you need to understand that they don't have to be alone. They don't have to come alone. It's God speaking to your heart right now. Bring your burden to him. And I promise you, he will sustain you. That's it. Keep on coming. Just come on. Come on. Don't let the devil steal your blessing. Don't let the devil rob you of having relief today. Don't let the devil rob you of having relief today. Maybe you need to give him an issue. Maybe you need to give him a problem. Maybe you need to give him something that you've been worrying about lately. Just come and give it to him. God, be with these be with these that's come, Lord. Oh, God, be with these. You see the burdens. You know the problems. You know the tears. You know the pain. You know the sorrow. Lord, you know the difficulty that's being presented to you at this altar. God, I pray that you'll please, just please move in an awesome way. Bless those that are here. Lord, bless those that are here. Bless those that are in desperate need. Lord, bless those that are in desperate need of you. Lord, bless those that help. Lord, we need your touch. We need your anointing. Please, God, help us. Please, God, help us, Lord. I pray that you'll lift these burdens. I pray that when we walk up out of this altar, God, when we stand up from this altar, we can feel a, a burden that's released from us. Lord, we can feel relief right away. God, give peace. Lord, if there is sin in the way, let him confess it and forsake it. You said if we'll confess our sin, you are faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord, if there is an issue in the way of us being uh, helped and encouraged today, deal with those issues and help us. God, we'll praise you, we'll thank you, we'll glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Pray as long as you need to pray. Let's stand our feet. We're going to sing a verse of invitation. A verse of invitation. If you need to come, won't you come? There's people all over this altar. Maybe God is dealing with you. You need to come. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't leave with a burden. Don't leave with a burden. Hey, he's got living water. He's got relief if you come. All you got to do is come. Won't you come? God loves you. I promise you he does. I promise you he does. Don't hold against him what, what broken people have represented him as. Won't you come? Sing it with him. Do you know him today as your personal Savior? Do you know him as your personal Savior? Oh, come on. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, sing it, son. It's come to the well. Sing it. Now all who thirst will thirst no more. That's you. That's me. Yes, amen. Sing it.
leave it all behind and come to the well. Keep on singing, son. Bring it. Don't matter what you've been through, he cares. Just come like you are. You don't have to fix nothing, start nothing, change it. Just come like you are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Sing it, everybody. All who thirst will thirst no more. And all who search will find what their souls long for. The world will try. It can't never, never work. Hallelujah. Come to the well. If God is dealing with you today, I know it's went a little long, but don't leave with a burden. Don't leave with a burden. I promise you. I promise you. He's here. If you need him, he's here. And all God's people said. How many of y'all are glad? How many of y'all are glad Joe and Liz Evelyn have come and want to join up? They've already taken the foundations class. Want to be a part of Temple. Give God praise and glory right there. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I just feel God in here, don't you? I'm glad God's in the burden bearing business. Amen. Now, if you, if, if you, if you feel it and you need it, and we've got people up here all the time, 